Welcome to When in Doubt, Laugh It Out. I'm Michelle Lyle. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. Have you ever heard that laughter is the best medicine? We may actually believe it's orgasms. Or sneezes. <laughs> Whatever the case. Tune in while we discuss serious and not so serious topics of health, relationships, sex, and money. You're like, oh, someone's listening, but I'm recording a podcast and I'm putting it out to the public on seven different platforms. So don't listen. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh Uh-huh. So in the last couple of episodes, we've talked a lot about sex and relationship. Yes, we have. Do you want to continue that? <laughs> I think you just, you just said yes with your whole body. If you could see her. <laughs> I like talking about sex and relationships. <laughs> well, you know, I love that you brought up how much it, um, it, what did you say? How, you know, when you talk about it, it like ignites more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it was in reference to a podcast, no, a Ted talk that I had seen right. about how yeah. when women get together and talk about sex, that it actually contributes to them. Um, in as much that there's the potential to increase they say sexual function, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Libido, desire, it's because it's on our mind. And is it because we're sapiosexual? Like we as beings love to think about sex and so, or think about relationship or think about that connection and then that whole thing excites the body. Well, I mean, how complacent do you get when you're not having sex and you're not thinking about it and not talking? It's just like, yeah. meh, all right, well, I don't yeah. need, you know. Well, especially with our busy lifestyles, you know, with jobs and kids and da, da, da. I mean, we've got a whole list of things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And if we're not actually taking time to talk about sex in any way, why, uh, how, 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 how do we connect that way? Or how can we even expect ourselves to be that? We're not, I mean, maybe that's the difference in the hormones. Like men don't have to think about sex in order to get hard. But men think about sex all the time. Is it because they're hard or is it because they're thinking about sex? <laughs> like, is it about, I mean, that's just I, a question. It's <laughs> a great question. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not a man, so I don't really, yeah. I don't really have the answer. <laughs> it's just that, I mean, you know, there's all these different studies and scientific things. Yeah. And then there's all these different conversations and people's points of view and philosophies about, you know, how, you know, men are like, oh, nice shoes, want to have sex. Oh, pretty dress, want to have sex. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and women are like, do you love me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I go on dates. It's so hilarious because 
there was this part of me that was like, I'm so bored with, and I am, but I'm bored with dating because, you know, I just listen to them talk and they don't really ask anything about me. And I, and, and I, I decided that they're not really interested in me if they don't want to know anything about me, mm-hmm. which is not actually true, true. Yeah. because the more that I've gone on first dates, I've recognized that, um, I show up, I sit across from them and then they start talking about themselves um, well, like staring at me and like Googling at me mm-hmm. and they're talking about themselves. What I, what I recognize is not that they're disinterested in me. It's mm-hmm. that I sat down and they're like, she's pretty. I like her. My body's responding. I have to impress her now. So she'll choose to have sex with me. Yeah. Well, even, um, isn't it Dale Carnegie that just talks about the most imp- important person like there's a whole like how to win friends and influence people is to actually listen to them. And so if you're just coming in with this beautiful presence that you have and a beautiful face and whatever it is, you know, you're the total essence of you to receive this man who's then just talking to you and we get bored listening. <laughs> actually, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes it's fascinating, but sometimes it's super boring. But they're completely engaged. Mm-hmm. And you're, you are making them feel like the most important person in the world. Because you're listening and you're receiving all of whatever it is they're dumping on you. <laughs> well, you know, and I have this interesting way of being where I just, I'm listening with no point of view. For sure. And so when you're looking yes. at someone and you don't have judgment of them and Absolutely. they can, they can yeah. perceive that, uh-huh. it really, you know, um, opens them. Like for a long time, a lot of years I was like, it's so weird. Every time I just start talking to someone, they tell me all, all of their, They're everything. All, yeah. They just tell me all their secrets. And I thought that was interesting. But what I've recognized about me is that it's easy to talk to me because... You're present. You're completely present. And, sorry, I just interrupted you. You did. And uh, it's true what you're saying. But I think it goes, like, I think that it goes beyond presence. It's yeah. really being with someone with no point of view of whatever they're saying to me. For sure. Because um, I think we've also conditioned presence to mean something. Mm. As You think it's already sort of a... Um... As women, we're like, we need a man who's present. Like, there's men's groups with men trying to figure out how to get present so they can be with a woman. Okay. So talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that's an, it's interesting because um, a few years ago, I went to uh, this seminar in, in Calgary, Alberta, uh, called Sex, Passion, and Enlightenment. And Satyan Raja, um, who's actually just across the border, um, he and his wife, and I don't know what they're doing these days, but this was this is a lot of years ago, um, and it was really this beautiful place about he was really actually talking to men about having presence, and he was showing us what presence the masculine presence is, just even in the way men stand in front of us. And so as women, he he drew three men from the audience, had them standing in front of us, the women. And we had to rate them in terms of just by looking at them, the way they stood, the way they were, the way they were just present in the room with us. Would we have that? Would do we want to have sex with them? One, do we want them? Do we want them to raise our families? Would we trust them with our children? And I can't remember what the third one was, but it was like, it was fascinating. It was fascinating because 
the feminine recognizes the presence of that masculine in a way. Well, absolutely. And we decide it means something. True. That's the kicker. Yeah, thank you. We decide yes. that it means right. that they are into us. And that's, well, yeah, I'm not sure the men that were standing in front Well, I'm yeah. not in that particular <laughs> not scenario, not. Yes, but yes, we're yes. looking for a man to be so present with us that he sees us. And yeah. then when he sees us, that means that he is oh, in. Oh, yeah. So then we make up all sorts We of make up all about, these stories. Yeah, about what and that means. Yes, yes, some yes. men... You know, some men we might consider womanizers or, or or label in some way. The thing that gets them with all the women that they get mm-hmm. is that they have the capacity to be present. Absolutely, I've had I've had lovers that are like that. There is just something about that presence again. That mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. that we just it's oh, like. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like candy. It's we can't uh, even like control ourselves. Yeah. We're like yeah. yes, and then they're like they're present for that moment. It means exactly. nothing. It, yeah. I mean, and sometimes it means something. Like you know, um, the dynamics that I had with both of my husbands was that they they had the capacity to be present with me, and they did on a core level love me. Yeah. And and that is what like brought both of those relationships together. Um, there was a lot of other things that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever didn't fit. So, so some men have the capacity to be present with you and choose a relationship with you, mm-hmm. but, but it still doesn't things. mean yeah. anything that we think it yeah. means in order to choose. And then sure. we disregard the guy who doesn't have that knowledge. What knowledge? Of, of luring us in with this energetic presence. Uh, is it a lure though? Is it a lure? It, I mean, it can be. I mean, I suppose if someone is purposefully doing it to deceive, are you saying is it a deception then? No, it's a lure. Lure is in like it's a it's enti- like it's enticing. Like so it, it doesn't matter what the it doesn't matter what the guy do is that. doing it. it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, well, if because- he's. We're just lured by it. Like, mm-hmm. it's so enticing mm-hmm. to us that we're going to choose it, even if he's, like, the biggest jerk on the planet. Yeah. And we're going to choose it if he's the yeah. sweetest guy. It's just we're so engaged with the presence of a man being able to stare at you in your eyes and, like, be with you and, like, lower his barriers and welcome you into his mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. We just, I personally, like, I melt. <laughs> I'm like, ah. I mean, my first date with my second husband was literally we sat in front of each other and stared at each other for two hours. Yeah. And I, I, I purposely knew that if I didn't make our date short, that I was going to like go all like it was. I was going to go all in. Go all in. And so I purposely said I had two hours to give you. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I gave him two hours, and I forced myself to leave. But I was all in because he stared at me for two hours, Mm -hmm. and that was it. It didn't matter what he did after that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of a jerk. I mean, what are the clues? Like, I I remember dating this man who, my first kiss with him, I thought I was going to, I mean, I was. I was melted on the floor like a puddle, and it was like, okay, you had me, you had me, you had me. But then there wasn't any presence in in any other way, and and then I tried to keep that relationship going and going. Um, It was actually a big learning for me, because I actually really adore this man still. We're friends. Um... But when I pulled away and stopped driving the relationship, it fell apart. Yeah. It's like, wow, wow. 
It's how often do we as women drive something because of what we think it should be, what we desire it to be. I know I'm guilty of this. Um, I've been guilty of it over and over again. You know, I'm in this learning of letting that go now. (laughs) And what about the guy who can be present for the long haul but doesn't have that way of being luring? So what makes a guy willing to be in it for the long haul? What I, I guess what I'm trying to um, really talk about is... Okay. Am I going down a different direction? No, 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 no. No, no, no. But what I'm really trying to, to talk about here is we've, we've identified pre, this presence of what, we've, what we think it is as a guy who's really invested in us. We just are really interested in us. And sometimes there's a man who's really interested in us and he doesn't do that thing. He doesn't have the presence piece. Well, his presence just looks different. We decided that uh, this is what yes, presence yes, means. Yes, got it. That's got the it. whole I point. See what you're saying. Okay, okay. But he's actually I'm on the same page now. Yeah, I'm here, yeah. He's actually there's there he's actually invested. He actually likes you and adores you, wants to yeah. contribute to you. And you're always like, Well, something's missing, something's missing, something's missing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the identification of what presence looks like Mm-hmm. is this guy who can stare at you and lo- you know like be vulnerable and you know share his emotions that like and... a woman <laughs> <laughs> Well there is that thing where we want this thing and so there's this you know it, it's this movement of men getting in touch with their feminine to meet the the woman in what she desires from him but then when they do that, they're not masculine. Like there's this, it's so convoluted. So but the bottom line is, what have we decided they need to be that they're not showing up to be? Mm-hmm. That if we didn't decide anything, we could just see who they actually are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there there is a saying that, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm like a sappy, like, at, in the core of my being, I'm this super sappy um, romantic, you know, mm-hmm. hopeless romantic or whatever. Like, <laughs> I just am. And so a lot of times I make jokes and I'm like, whatever happened to the days that you walk into a room and you see this guy from all the way across the room and you guys make eye contact and you walk towards each other and that's that. He's your one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, because I've had those experiences. Of course. Yes, and they yes, feel yes. so amazing. Mm-hmm, they do. And those are the ones that you run from. <laughs> that's that's those are those are the ones that that aren't they fulfill something in the moment, mm. but it's not this oh, like that you should run. From, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, do I run from that? <laughs> no, do they, I run right into the fire of those ones. No, yeah. those are the ones that engage me. Yeah. You know, one time I was. T- I was in a really like crappy mood. I had a I had a bad week. I was really frustrated. My friends like, "Hey, let's go out and have some some beers." And I was like, "Fine, I'll go out with you and I'll have beers, but I'm not talking to anyone." And so we go out and I'm standing I'm standing by the jukebox or whatever and drinking my beer in my own space being grumpy. And this guy comes up and he starts having this conversation with me and I'm just like, "Meh, whatever." Yeah. And um and so then he leans over, grabs me, and kisses me with this like super passionate kiss and then wow. and then walks away the and then walks away <laughs> and i was just standing there like 
And it, it completely snapped me out of my, my grumpiness. And then I was like, who does that? And then, but I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> you know? It was really, like, amazing. And then I had another guy all kind of in this similar time frame that um, we were sort of talking about dating and decided we weren't going to date. And he walks me to my car and um, he kisses me, grabs me, kisses me like gone with the wind, you know, just Mm. a super passionate kiss and then walks away. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) But there's something in that that I was like, maybe I do want to date him. (laughs) It's so weird. Make you want to date him? Well, so the Gone with the Wind kiss guy, you know, I didn't give all the context. So we had we had gone on a couple of dates, and then we decided we weren't going to date. And then he gave me a kiss, and it was like you know, like a kiss like your grandma gives you. And I was like, I was like, you just kiss me like your like my grandma, and um, (laughs) and so we went our separate ways or whatever. And then then he called me and he said, let's have another conversation. Let's meet up and see if we want to do this. So we, that was the second conversation. Uh, So then he, he walks me in my car, grabs me, kisses me like gone with the wind and then walks away. And I was like, Hey, what, what's that? He goes, don't ever say I kiss like a grandma again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. (laughs) But then, you know, the guy that kissed me by the jukebox and walked away like, I knew I didn't want to date him, but there was this, like, tug that I, I like, I, I was tugged at him, mm-hmm. you know, because I got together with him, and I knew that I, I didn't want to date him, mm-hmm. and, um, but I had this tug that I couldn't 100% let it go because mm-hmm. of that initial meeting. You know, it's interesting, because one of the reasons I started dancing many, many years ago, probably 10 years ago, I can't believe it's been that long but when I started well first I was I was dancing with a boyfriend and we were swing dancing and then when we broke up I thought well can't swing dance anymore I guess I'm gonna have to find another way to dance and then I chose how stupid is that (laughs) but anyway I chose salsa dancing and um you know did all of those lessons but I had this I think it served me at the time, but I had this sort of rule. I'm not dating any dancers, you know. Um, I'm just dancing with them. (laughs) But what was really fun about that is that, maybe not the decision itself, but (laughs) the dancing with all these men, is that I got to be in the arms of all sorts of the masculine in a way. You know, just being held in all sorts of way, getting to hold on to arms and, you know, being twirled around and, you know, close. And ba- I mean, I love salsa dancing anyway, but a big part of what I loved about it was just to be able to do this actual physical dance with the masculine and just sort of be in front of however many men every night, you know? <laughs> I like that. your man montage my man montage yeah yeah and then if anybody would ask me I'd go oh no I have a philosophy I have a I don't know if it's a philosophy I have a what what is the word uh I don't I don't date guys I have a point of view (laughs) I have this really dumb point of view that I don't date any men that I dance with (laughs) 
Now, I haven't been dancing very much. I've just gotten back into it, but, you know, when I was traveling and then landing here, so the last few years haven't been dancing as much, but just started again, and it was like, oh, yeah, I love this. I love dancing. <laughs> and, you know, what if there's a gift in, like, just choosing to dance with all these yeah. different men and not make it something or Absolutely. find the guy? Yeah. Because... For- it, that's I think that's one of the things that really um, constricts us in our belief system with relationships oh is that one gosh. person has to meet everything yeah. for us. Yeah. We have to go all in, and there might be all in all. I spend all my time with them. I let go of my friends. Or if we do hang out, we hang out together, and they can't, you know, if they have guys' night or I have girls' Like, what is it we even have to identify guys night or girls night and then don't you dare have a relationship with somebody of the sex that you know we are together I say that because some people are in same-sex relationships but have similar rules you know right so like but we even when we meet people just sort of out and about I find that I can have this susceptibility um to just fantasize about like what would it be like you know to be in relationship with this person and then um and then, to, this is probably my romantic soul sort of coming out too, you make up all of these stories and then you cut yourself off to the actual possibilities of other people because you're so focused. Well, not just other people, but what that, what that um, engagement between the two of you could actually possibly become because it's not always uh, romantic uh, and it's not yes, always yeah. sexual. Yeah, and I love that question about what else is possible here. Like, what else is possible in this relationship? Where else could this go? I mean, beyond what exactly. We know, beyond what we know or beyond our programming, beyond what we've been taught about relationship. And, you know, I, I've actually, you know, put that kind of to the test. Mm. When, you know, I've had, I've had amazing dates and, you know, I could tell that it wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't romantic or, you know, sexual in any way. And instead of just cutting it off because it was designed as a date and it didn't meet the date requirements, right. I was, you know, in that question of like, what else does this want to be? Mm-hmm. What, what else? Because there's a lot of fun here and, you know, there's a lot of things. And I've, no, I've, I've had phenomenal experiences with uh, men who started out as a date but became something totally different. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up living in this beautiful house in Florida because I met a man on a dating app and we had this great connection, but he was super fresh out of a relationship and not really ready to date. And, um, you know, so there wasn't really any chemistry, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And and instead of just cutting it off, I was like, I've had a lot of fun with him. What else does this want to be? And we became friends and he invested in a house and I happened to live in the town and he didn't. And we ended up working out a deal and I got this great house to live in for a while. How cool is that? I would have never got that if I was like, well, he's not a romantic connection, so forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I contributed to him by helping with this house and he contributed to me by providing the house and it was just really cool. I wouldn't have had that otherwise. And, um, you know, a bazillion years ago, I got set up on a blind date and this was before dating apps. I got set up on a blind date with a guy. We had so much fun. And um, he took me to his house and was making brownies for me. And I was like, I had so much fun. Let's be best friends forever. And we're still close friends today. Yes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other interesting things. Like he, you know, was making brownies for me because he liked me. But I didn't get that. 
However, even today, he says, I'm so glad that we're, we've only ever been friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. So there's so many other choices and possibilities. And, you know, you and I have this beautiful relationship that fulfills quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we both date. And, you know, I don't, I'm not looking to be like, I don't want to not have my friendships and my relationships the right. way they are. Yeah. I just want to add a man to the mix. Yeah. I don't want him your, to come in. Of the cherry, no, the whipped cream on top of the exactly. cherry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Yes, we will. Are you connecting to your body? Would you like to weaken your senses and be more magnetic? If you'd like to discover what pleases you and cultivate your yes, nourish your soul, heal your womb. Join Michelle Brookhouse and Elena Salazar for this transformative journey and discover your pleasure goddess within a supportive community of women. Join us on June 21st to the 23rd on Lummi Island. And if you'd like to register, go to cultivatingyouryes.com. <laughs> We're back talking about what weird pies and cherries and <laughs> fun why we do it why do we do it if it's not fun you know why where did we decide that we it's better to be with someone badly than to be with no one yeah, because, yeah, it's true it's true of course i've been single a long time so there's i'm not really afraid of being alone and that and that's what's really fun about the conversation that we had earlier today off off the um recording was just acknowledging that, you know, what if it's quite possible that the way relationships are designed in this reality doesn't work for you and you're actually choosing mm-hmm. to be single yeah. and not because you're waiting for the perfect one, yeah. but you're waiting for the one that works with the way that you do life. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because we were also talking about society's judgments, and this goes back to the book that I was referring to in another episode about the courage to be disliked. But... Um, I mean, even now, it's not really okay for women to be single. And so, um, you know, it, and I don't know how many times I've gotten, when I've been out on dates or I'm on a dating app or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, it's like, why are you still single? Why are you still single? Why are you still single? And sort of like, I have to think of all the reasons why I'm so, still single. So it satisfies their curiosity. And it's like, um, because maybe I kind of like him. I don't know. <laughs> That's really interesting. So men ask you that. Men ask me that. It's like, you're such a catch. Why are you still single? It's like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to be caught. <laughs> you know, don't, don't cage me in. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. That reminds me the very first time that I, I ever tried out dating apps is a long time ago. Um, I was on match.com and I met this man and he was so great. And I was traveling all the time for work Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we had fun together. We went on probably two or three dates and had a lot of fun together. And then I was traveling and I was gone and I hadn't talked to him and, and, um, we followed each other on Facebook or whatever. So I saw on Facebook that he was dating this woman. So I sent him a message and I said, Oh, looks like you found someone really great that, you know, matches everything that you like to do. And you're having a lot of fun. Congratulations. And he wrote back and he said, you know, I would have chased you all over the world if I thought I could catch you. (laughs) (laughs) Some women are catchable and... Well, sort of, that's a little bit disconcerting for me. What does that mean? (laughs) It's like, do I not really want to be caught? It's a great question. It's a really great question. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at that time in particular, I I didn't. didn't, I was, you know, I was newly single and fresh and just trying to, like, figure out who I was in the world and what I wanted to do and, you know, just be me without being attached to um, anyone. Yeah. You know, but as far as like, even my family, I believe I, I I don't know if I'm putting words in their mouth or not, but it's there. Maybe it's a societal expectation around being single, that there's something deficient in you. If you are single, that actually as couples, I mean, and I even have some sort of belief system around like two or more is better, not more. Well, I wonder what truth just came out, Michelle. (laughs) Kind of like the episode that I said something and was like, oh, what did I just say? (laughs) So you know we're not scripted. You know this this is off the cuff. You are tuning into a podcast that has no script. tell ourselves what we really want to hear in weird we random things. I love that. We tell ourselves what we think we want to hear or we really want to hear. Yes. You know, like the time when, you, when you're like, um, we were talking about you doing a future map with me. Yeah. And you're like, do you want to do it on going to this class? And I was like, heck no. Why do I want to waste it on going to that class? Let's do it on something fun like finding a man. How, like that was, I just told on myself. We do. Because, I, you know, on this trajectory of choosing, I'm like, I want to choose this class, which was clearly irrelevant to me that I didn't want to waste my future map on it as if I can only have one future map, Yeah, (laughs) which is not true. Exactly. But I had this whole idea. I can do one almost every day. (laughs) Well, I had this whole idea that I'm going to, I'm going to create something from this. Yes. And so... I don't want to waste it on this thing that I don't actually want. I told on myself. I told myself. I told on myself mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. actually let myself know what it was I actually was wanting to create. Mm-hmm. That was my true oh, core desire. Yeah, yeah. 
Isn't that great? And we do that all the time, but we backtrack as if, oops, that's not what I meant to say. Instead of going, oh, what did I just say? Let me pay attention to what I actually just said there. What am I saying here? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about homeopathy, too, is that people tell on themselves in a thousand different ways. And we don't... Um, someone said, can you give yourself a remedy? It's like, no, because I can't see myself, but I can see you. Yeah. By, you know, your what your, your gestures, the words you're saying, the phrases you're saying, the stories that you're telling. Tell, tell on us. In, I mean, and in a good way in homeopathy because it helps me find a remedy that matches that picture. But it's just being open enough to actually see all the ways in which we actually tell on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, I mean, if you really want to know the truth for yourself, mm-hmm. outside of everyone else's point of view about you, mm-hmm. and how you're trying to make sure everyone likes you, yeah, you really want to know it's true for you, listen to the places where you're like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you said is what you actually meant to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some discovery for you there. Yeah. And it might not be what you think it means either. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing because I know I've definitely gotten stuck where I think I've gotten a message and then I get stuck on what I think the message is rather than to ask even more questions about that. Well, right. Exactly. So, you know, you slipping up and saying two or more doesn't mean that you're looking for, uh, you know, It doesn't necessarily mean that at all. It could just mean that you don't want to fit one person into the yeah. construct of what relationship means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? I'm going to explore that. <laughs> Two or more. <laughs> that might be the topic of this whole podcast. Two or more. Two or more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is that? The potato chip? You can't have just one. <laughs> Can't eat just one. <laughs> but I think that our whole society is on this trajectory of instant gratification and everything happens so instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, have anything you want really at any, like at the, you know, click of a finger mm-hmm. to where we don't actually choose anymore. That's a whole huge topic too, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we'll have to do that on the next podcast. Let's do that on the next podcast. All right. Well, that's it for today then. Okay, two more. You contemplate that question too. We'll chat at you next time.